is a Construction Tales brief safety topic. What is required in order to operate a suspended scaffold here in New York City? The owner of the company must have a designated rigger who holds a rigging license, either special or master, that's been issued from New York City Department of Buildings, or known as DOB. This job requires work permits as per what work that's needed to be performed, as well as filing a CD5 suspended scaffold application. Of course, you cannot even hold on to license permits or certificates without having insurance as a contractor. The workers who get into a suspended scaffold must all sit in a 16-hour suspended scaffold class. Once it's time to renew the suspended scaffold credentials, there is an eight-hour refresher course. As per Local Law 196, all workers must possess a 40-hour SST card. Once it's time to renew the SST card after a five-year period of time, an eight-hour SST refresher course is required. For supervisors, they are required to hold a 62-hour supervisor SST card. New York City Department of Building Inspectors can issue fines to employers who have employees on-site without SST cards. These fines could be as high as $15,000 per untrained worker. Each party could get a $5,000 fine that include the owner, permit holder, and employer. A fine for not holding a log of trained workers on site could be $2,500. Workers must also have a certificate of fitness that has been issued by the licensed rigger or licensed sign hanger who is in charge of overseeing the scaffold operations. The foreman on the project must complete a 32-hour suspended scaffold training course by a department-approved provider and receive a DOB-issued ID card. After all, the foreman is the competent person on the project. The foreman is the eyes and ears on behalf of the licensed rigger. Once the necessary paperwork and training have been completed, it is also necessary to get approval for the drawings pertaining to the specific suspended scaffold equipment that will be erected as well as the work to be performed from the Department of Buildings. This approval process applies under normal conditions unless the owner files paperwork to perform work under emergency conditions. Once the drawings are approved from the Department of Buildings, it is now time for competent people to erect the suspended scaffold exactly as per the engineered drawings. The crew will also typically start bringing tools and material on site for the project. Platforms must be at least 18 inches wide, but no more than 36 inches wide. An official pull test is required for anchorage points for the suspended scaffold, such as C-hooks, outriggers, and tiebacks. Once the suspended scaffold has been erected, the qualified person must use a checklist and ensure that the equipment has been installed 100% as per the approved drawings. Each day prior to getting into the suspended scaffold, a full safety check must happen via the competent person. Once completely checked out, the competent person signs the daily checklist paperwork, shares with the site safety manager, and holds on to the paperwork. The paperwork must be fully completed and readily available in the event a DOB inspector comes on site. Safety is the responsibility of anyone who steps into a suspended scaffold at all times. Now you are ready to start your job. This concludes this Construction Tales safety topic. Come back for more topics soon.